everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the BizCast. I'm Shannon King. A few weeks ago, I talked to Abby Marquand, Vice President of J.P. Morgan Chase's Global Philanthropy, and Mendy Blue Paca, the Fairfield County Community Foundation's Chief Community Impact Officer. The Fairfield County Community Foundation recently announced its partnership in the establishment of Fairfield County's Center for Housing Opportunity, funded by J.P. Morgan Chase. Their investment in affordable housing and housing stability in Fairfield County is a part of what Abby describes as investing for impact. I asked both Mendy and Abby about how this partnership came to be, why housing has such a critical impact on economic prosperity in Connecticut, and more broadly, why partnerships between the public, private, and nonprofit sectors have become even more important in our post-COVID world. As always, please rate, review, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And here is my conversation with Abby and Mendy. So Abby and Mendy, thank you so much for joining me. How are you today? Doing great. Doing very well. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad to have you both on. So, I mean, to start, how did this partnership between J.P. Morgan Chase and the Fairfield County Community Foundation come about? I, I guess, Abby, we'll start with you. Yeah, thanks, Shannon. You know, at J.P. Morgan Chase, we our philanthropic strategy is really about driving inclusive economic growth. I think in this moment in time, we're really thinking about what could inclusive economic recovery look like. So we operate a little bit different than maybe most corporate foundations in that, like, we are really thinking about how to invest for impact. And um, I think Fairfield County Community Foundation is a really great example of the types of organizations that we look to. And we're really thinking about how essentially to leverage our strengths as a financial institution in service of philanthropy in the community. So we focus on a few key areas. We focus on small businesses. We focus on um, financial health in communities. We focus on workforce development and jobs and skills. Um, and we also focus on neighborhood revitalization, which is kind of a broader umbrella, but how we think about affordable housing. So I think Fairfield County is, is a place where you see, you know, kind of diffuse problems spread out across a, a county. And you really do need an organization that kind of sits and has oversight of kind of everything that's happening to really drive, you know, systemic regional approaches towards inclusive economic growth. So I think that's an example of why Fairfield County Community Foundation really stood out to us. And I, I mean, I'll let Mendy talk about the work they're doing, but I think they've had a track record of success and really kind of driving public, private, philanthropic resources towards shared solutions and a shared agenda. And so I think for us, that's something that we really think about when we make our investments. And we're really looking for something that's driven by the community. So that's another real benefit of Fairfield County Community Foundation. They are a community foundation. So I'll, I'll move it over to Mendy, though, to talk a bit about our partnership. Sure. Thanks, Abby. I think you hit on an, a number of reasons why this is a natural partnership for us as well. In particular, there's just really strong alignment between the issues that we're focused on. And so, you know, you touched on the regional lens, which, um, you know, in the absence of county government in the state of Connecticut, community foundations 
are in many ways leading regional entities in terms of thinking about community issues. And so um, among the 23 towns and cities in Fairfield County, we really do take our role as a regional leader, looking across those communities uh, very seriously. There's also natural alignment between uh, J.P. Morgan's cases, focus on inclusive economic growth, and our focus at the Community Foundation of closing opportunity gaps. And so there's real connection between those two things, I think, in that when we talk about opportunity gaps at the foundation, we're really referring to gaps in income, gaps in wealth, gaps in education, gaps in housing, and they really all do relate to the need um, for inclusive growth where actually you'll see fewer gaps and you'll see um, more equity across communities and across populations. And so that's work that we've been committed to at Fairfield County Community Foundations for many, many years. And in particular, in the affordable housing space, we, because we um, at the community, at in Fairfield County hold the uh, dubious distinction of being the region in the country with the greatest income inequality and also one of the regions in the country with the highest housing um, burden rates um, among both renters and homeowners. There's a real, real need for us to focus on that issue as both a a social and an economic imperative. And so we've been committed to doing that work for for a number of years and I'm happy to to speak more about that. But I, I think that was sort of your initial question, Shannon, in terms of why we saw connection here. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds uh, so great. And housing is certainly important. We know that in Connecticut, especially in the Fairfield County region, you know, it's really critical as an economic driver. Um, So I wanted to ask, uh, Abby, why is housing such an important endeavor for a large bank like J.P. Morgan Chase to invest in? Yeah, well, you know, I think Mendy in talking about, um, you know, opportunity gaps, um, I think we think a lot about wealth and we think about asset building and we know that home ownership and um, even just the opportunity for stability in housing really affords people additional economic opportunity and the opportunity to build wealth. So we think about it in those terms. And I think in terms of philanthropy, we know that philanthropic dollars are not going to solve an affordable housing crisis on their own in any community. They're just not sufficient, you know, in terms of really addressing kind of the issues around supply, the issues around preservation, and kind of the broader issues around equity um, in how communities are developed. But we do think that philanthropy can be helpful in catalyzing an equitable approach to to development in communities. And in certain cases, like the case with Fairfield County Community Foundation, really thinking about using philanthropy to incentivize convening, to bring together stakeholders with resources to address a problem. And that could be a range of problems, but in this case around affordable housing. So we think that, you know, for us at JP Morgan, our dollars are sometimes a lot more well, sometimes more flexible than what you might find from, you know, a private developer in catalyzing that community focused approach to solving a problem. So I think that's how we think about, you know, affordable housing as it relates to our philanthropic priorities. We also know that like innovative solutions are typically born from the community. They are not they tend not to be top down, at least not the most successful solution. So that's another reason that I think when it comes to housing, we do really want to listen to communities um, and kind of hear 
where the pain points are, where the resources aren't flowing and think about how our philanthropic dollars can work to solve problems in that way. Yeah, absolutely. I love that uh, that grassroots approach that really from the communities is where the solutions come from. Um, I, I love that. Mendy, moving over to you, what is the mission of the establishment of Fairfield County Center for Housing Opportunity? And how does this benefit the residents of Fairfield County? Sure. So uh, the mission uh, very specifically of the Fairfield County Center for Housing Society housing opportunity, it's a mouthful, is to facilitate the intentional production, preservation, and protection of housing. And the goal of that is to um, actually link to the second part of your question, which is to foster um, communities of opportunity where all residents of the county really have the opportunity to thrive. And so the lens through which the um, center does that production, preservation, and, and facilitation work is really through that regional lens. And so our model is think regionally, act locally. And that's because we know that, um, again, in the state of Connecticut, uh, with 169 unique cities and towns, the way in which housing is approached is really dependent on on local municipal ordinances and policies, and that there really can't be um, a one-size-fits-all approach. But what we also know is that without some level of coordination across communities, because people are certainly... um, Um, moving and working um, and living across communities, then we won't sort of collectively solve this housing issue for the region. And so that's what the the purpose of the housing center does. And and, and the way that we do that is largely through the convening power that uh, Abby just referenced. And so we bring together these various cities and towns, so local elected officials, we bring together nonprofit and for-profit housing developers, public housing authorities, and really any number of organizations that touch the the sort of housing spectrum in in any way. And those entities form an alliance which right now includes more than 60 partners. And uh, that alliance really is is the entity through which we drive most of our collaborative work. And so some of that work involves just bringing the right people in the room for the right conversations. Some of that work is about education and so that people can better understand really the nature of the housing crisis in the county and also so that we can build some sort of common language and consensus around what needs to happen to address that. So we refer to that um, as uh, our sort of narrative change work. And so through those various uh, mechanisms, as well as utilizing and really um, beefing up the data that we have that really tells us the magnitude of the problem and what it looks like in each town and in, in each city, we believe that collaborative effort across the board is really going to lead us to um, more, more robust and frankly, more sustainable solutions. Yeah, absolutely. So my last question for the two of you, I wanted to uh, highlight what Mendy just said, collaboration. So With this endeavor, what can other corporations and community organizations learn from this partnership? And in in both of your minds, why are public and private and community partnerships so important? I mean, especially now during the pandemic, we're seeing these partnerships between the public sector and the private sector and community organizations. Why is this so important and what can other organizations learn? 
I'm happy to start. So, you know, I think it's such a unique moment in time. And I think it's kind of underscoring, you know, this pandemic in this moment is really underscoring the need for these types of collaborations between the private sector and the public sector um, even more than, than in, you know, other times, although it's always been important. I think it's really, it's about resources. I mean, it's about a lot of things, but it's about resources. And I think that there is a sense of scarcity of resources. And in a lot of cases, that's true. But there's also typically like a lack of efficiency in the way that resources are deployed to solve a problem. And and having tables where folks can come and share challenges and really workshop and agree upon a set of solutions is the first step, I think, in being able to efficiently deploy the resources, you know, that we do have. You know, what's interesting in this moment, I think, is that, you know, typically we've thought, you know, that the way to sustainability for any of these things was with public sector resources. In this moment in time where we see states and municipalities and counties really strapped in terms of resources. It's a moment where that shift, you know, kind of and responsibility falls even more so on the public sector. So I'm on the private sector. So I think like what we're seeing now is that table is really, really important because given whatever's happening, the need for resources may fall on one side or the other, the public or the private sector. And in this moment, we really do need the private sector to kind of show up and help to fill in gaps that the public sector can't do in this precise moment. So having those tables, having that collaboration, having it be ongoing and trusted and kind of born from an organic sense of you know, challenges and a need for solutions. Like those are the ways to like get at long-term problem solving in my mind. And I think for corporations, like there's a lot of ways we can participate. Like we can participate from the business side. There's a lot that we can do um, to kind of show up in communities and engage in communities um, as a business. And certainly with our philanthropic resources, there are ways to really be thoughtful about how we show up in partnership with you know, community leaders and with organizations like the Fairfield County Community Foundation, they're trusted. I'll stop there and turn it to Mendy because I'm sure she has plenty to say on this too. Yeah, I, I concur with everything you you said. And I would just double down and say that for us, partnership across sectors is just core to what we do. We believe that um, because uh, these are by definition, community challenges that all members of our community um, have to be engaged in in the solutions. And so corporations are members of our communities. You know, obviously, uh, our our government and our whether that's local or state or or federal, um, it's it's a part of what defines our community um, that we also need individual voice, um, which Abby has uh, referenced several times in terms of um, understanding the the lived experience of members of our community um, at the table, um, because they're critical parts. Of, of the community. Um, we, um, as a philanthropic institution, see philanthropy as a really important um, member of the community. And um, last but certainly not least, uh, the nonprofit sector, um, which in many ways often sort of um, plugs holes when things fall through the cracks and any other aspects of our of our communities are, are really critical um, to the solution. And so that, 
in terms of engaging across all those sectors and, and elements of our community. That's just really core to, to the work that we um, advance at the foundation. And, you know, to, to that point, we've actually seen um, that it works. And so that's one of the reasons why we, um, along with our, our partners, Regional Plan Association, um, Partnership for Strong Communities and Supportive Housing Works, sort of buoyed up the, the Fairfield County Center for Housing Opportunity um, and, and, and help in many ways birth it because um, we had worked with a number of those partners before um, on issues um, related to, to homelessness and through a similar uh, collaboration with, um, you know, multiple partners over a number of years, we were able to effectively end chronic homelessness in the Fairfield County. And, you know, of, of course, what that means is that um, in, in any given point in time, there's a count in it. And when, when we did that count at a given point in time, we weren't able to identify um, any individuals who were actually lacking housing at that time. And so that doesn't mean that that will never happen again, but it is a vast improvement over when you, when that count happens and there are multiple people identified in a night who, who have nowhere to go. Um, and so because we saw that success with a collab, with a collaboration and that collaboration is actually called, it is called, I should say it, it's still exists, Opening Doors Fairfield County, um, we knew that housing was sort of the next upstream level um, in thinking about homelessness. And so ideally, um, we don't see people ending up um, homeless um, and in the homeless system. And, and one of the ways, one of the key ways that we prevent that from happening is actually ensuring that there is more access to affordable housing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Abby and Mendy, thank you both so, so much for talking with me today. Congratulations on this partnership. And I'm, of course, wishing you the best of luck uh, with this work. Uh, housing is really critical um, for the economy and the well-being um, of Connecticut and its residents. So this is a uh, really noble work that you're doing. Um, so uh, thank you so much again and um, wishing you the best of health and your families the best of health. For the latest COVID-19 information, visit CBIA.com. Follow us on Twitter at CBIA News and on Facebook. Call us anytime at 860-244-1900. Stay safe out there.